It's the LGBT Chat Podcast, a space for LGBTQ friends and allies to share personal stories, current events, and life endeavors. Hosted by Aida Ramirez. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the LGBT Chat Podcast. This is your host, Aida. We have a guest today joining us from, I think, California, Ms. Noemi. Hi. 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 How's it going? It's going Hello, good. Everyone. How do we say your name? Noemi. Okay, because in Spanish, that's what I would say, Noemi. But what do the gringos call you? <laughs> okay, well, it goes from Naomi, Noemi, uh, you know, ah. anything but my name. But uh, I usually do correct it. And I have a little uh, fun way to distinguish it. I always say, um, you know, no Emmy, no Oscar. Mm. And they're able to really at least uh, say it that way. Rasmus. And they laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always say I have the People's Choice Awards and they laugh and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's funny because I hadn't thought about that. Like, Noemi sounds like a lot like Naomi. I guess is the English translation to it. Um, oh, yeah. I have one too. I do. I, duh. Uh, oh. <laughs> kind of thing. I know it's not as easy as yours. Um, but, uh, but it's funny though. <laughs> I hear my as echo. well. No, you gotta get it with you know you gotta get with it cute something that's gonna definitely stick out, and that's yeah. what I always do with everything. I hear my echo. That's what I'm saying. Um, I I think we'll just okay. try to roll with it for the next few minutes. Um, I'm gonna mute you while I talk. So we um we brought you on to kind of just um get a a glimpse. I saw you on a highlight from a mutual friend on Instagram, Miss Lito, Andy. Um, and she, uh, she gave you a shadow and I was like, that's so dope. Somebody that can help the LGBTQI plus, you know, community, um, a hand with, um, their travel ventures. Um, I know that when I, prior to me coming out, like, uh, I, I didn't care about like where I went, blah, blah, blah. And then now it's just like, now I'm like, I have to like research, like, is this a safe place? Are there things that we can or cannot do kind of thing? Um, and then also I feel like the, since, since traveling has become more, um, uh, like, I guess like an online thing, you don't, you no longer need to go to, um, I guess, to like a place or an agency kind of type place to, to book your travels. Um, I feel like that's opened up the roads to like a lot of scamming, a lot of like, I don't know, like devious websites that don't tell you about like hidden fees or you don't really have a reservation once you show up to certain places. Um, so is that something that you help people out with? Or I don't know, is that like your kind of your jam? <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay, let's see. Um, Where do I start? Yes. So I'm glad you saw that post because, you know, it's like people meeting or meeting people in the community like us in the LGBTQI. um, It's important to support one another. And um, yeah, it's um, um, you raise a lot of great points uh, when it comes to false information and how um, false advertising comes to play and a lot of horror stories of when people get to a location there's no reservation or it's not exactly what they expected and you know there's a lot of bait and switch and you know that industry now (laughs) which is where you know I actually have a different approach of how I go about it um 
to answer your question when it comes to safety, there's definitely a lot of LGBTQI um, tour companies, um, that uh, some of them that specialize for like lesbians that I know, Olivia, um, nothing sponsored, but um, I definitely do like what they do where they bring um, travelers together and is what I do in general. Um, so I like to bridge a gap between, you know, that kind of scary feeling of like a travel agent, someone that just has, you know, maybe a hidden agenda or um, just wants to give you a cookie cutter vacation and just something that's not personalized to you. And I create something that's more of a, an experience that's personalized to you. Um, we create it together. It's actually a really fun process. I enjoy myself. And um, a lot of my clients tell me that it's the best part that they, you know, come back or leave with so much knowledge rather. So another part, another aspect of traveling, I love traveling, so um, is budgeting, right? Like, I always love to travel, but I've always been like, not always, but for a long time, I was living paycheck to paycheck. And I was like, dang, you know, like, all my friends are going here and there. And like, I'm over here, like, just trying to pay, like, just to survive, like, as a regular New Yorker, that's all you had three jobs just to like, make ends meet. So like, how do you get away with it? And I found myself traveling a lot, actually. Like, I I went on cruises. I found, like, really inexpensive ways of traveling and, um, I guess, smart ways and being resourceful of, like, okay, well, I'm going to budget this amount of money for this and that amount of money for that. Um, is there a tip you have for the budgeter that wants to travel but, like me back then, was living, you know, paycheck to paycheck or can't afford to to do those, you know, spontaneous trips? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked that. So, um, you know the term bueno, bonito y barato? Yes. <laughs> so, for the listeners, uh, the direct translation is a little off, but uh, bueno being good, uh, bonito being pretty, and barato um, being um, affordable. Um, it's something that I actually uh, strongly, strongly um, am passionate about because Girl, I was balling on a budget for a very long time myself, and I had to make it work when it came to me wanting to, you know, go out and explore, you know, leave my, you know, zip code and, and venture off out the country and whatnot. So I had to figure out how to do it. And, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of hacks um, I've learned along the way. I'm happy to share them. It's actually... Um, uh, flexibility is actually one of the biggest things for me, I would say, just because when you're very stuck on a specific thing or time and date, it can kind of come with constrictions. So when you have a little bit of flexibility, it opens the door to a little bit more. Um, and uh, just thinking outside the box uh, when it comes to um, you know, these tourist traps that there are just so many of them and you have to be careful for and watch out for. Yeah, there's just so many um, places you want to go and, you know, cross out and you know, buckle it and go see. But you have to be careful when, you know, entrance fees or like um, certain tours that they say that they're going to, you know, take you around. And in reality, it's just a, you know, a load of crap and um, it's really a basis of nothing. And um, there's a lot of free stuff out there. That's pretty much <laughs> nature is free. Uh, museums, they have dates for being free on um, certain entrance dates. Um, 
a lot of um, activities, festivals, outdoor events, and even indoor. There's um, many things out there. It's just about researching and just widening your horizon, I'd say. So if I got it correct, you said basically doing a lot of research and being flexible and open to dates and, and I guess general regions, right? Uh, yes. So that's pretty cool. My sister and I were planning on going to um, Paris and like London for spring break because we saw $400 flights from Orlando. Um, nice. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to have to travel from Las Vegas to Orlando. <laughs> Which no longer makes my trip as affordable. Uh, so we're like, okay, maybe we can do something else. You know, maybe there's like Colombia. We both always wanted to go to Colombia. Um, but then it was like oh, a yeah. safety issue, you know, especially for like women. You hear all these horror stories and all these like, you know, I don't know, like drug stories. And um, I don't know, like it just TV and the media make it seem like like a scary place. Um and I don't know if that's like a, an immigration issue right now, especially like where we live, where like they make our, our home country seem like horror stories. Um, so like we're also afraid of it, even though we're from those those places. So I don't know if that's like bad propaganda or, you know, but have you have you had any um, experience with like South America or any um, stories you can share or anything like that? Um, not in South America, but <laughs> I don't really want to go there. Let's just say that that there can be very um, tough situations or things to navigate in a new country or a new place in general. But um, um, when it comes to the stigma of like you know horror stories and like you know be careful there can you can go into human trafficking and i hate to you know talk about something like that so loosely but it really is you know a thing but in this industry as you know as much as it is a thing it can be um i'm a woman um a lesbian woman at that and traveling um sometimes alone and can be you know super frightening <laughs> if you think about it but um when when it comes to think about it and how I've, you know, come to think about it, I come from the Bronx um, <laughs> and my family from the Dominican Republic. And I, if you know any stories of the Dominican Republic, they used to say that was a dangerous place and it is a dangerous place and you can get found in dumpsters and, you know, so many horror stories if you are familiar with them. And in Mexico and any other type of country that they, everywhere, in the world, there's going to be some type of dangerous situation you can come up to. Um, but usually, um, tourism, there's a very safe places in general. And, um, I just found out recently, but this is, uh, some new information, uh, that I, I want for some part of my life a bit grew up in what's apparently the most dangerous parts of the world which is Westchester County New York <laughs> never would have thought that that's funny but that's actually a fact and if you're gonna be in a location already going up and it's dangerous like why not explore and expand um, my main focus is for people that you know really haven't left their zip code even and explored and ventured off and and they don't have a lot of money and it's 
you know, they don't have a lot of time either. And they don't have a lot of knowledge as far as how to go about it. And that's where I come in because, you know, I know what it, you know, what it does to you when you expand your horizons and you have that culture shock or you just get to know and, you know, another part of the world, another you know, part of the people don't understand. It's just people just don't understand the um, how eye widening it is to to explore and to meet people that are different than you and to oh my, yeah. to see how people eat, how people interact um, and, and just to, to get to know different cultures in general uh, just gives you this like this wider sense of like being um, if that makes any sense and you don't understand it until you've experienced it um, and I know a lot of people that don't have their passport that have never left the, their, their zip code like you said um, and they're like for what I have everything here I don't need to go anywhere else I live in the best country in the world until you go somewhere else and you're like holy crap this is like the best French macaroon I've ever had or this is the best rum punch I've ever tasted um or this is one of the most wonderful beaches I've ever been to kind of thing, you know? Um, and I don't know. I just, I feel like traveling is my happy place. Um, they say, uh, don't catch uh, feelings, catch flights or something like that. Uh, there's so many quotes. Um, but Noemi, can you tell us a little bit about your business? How did, how did you get started? And um, uh, why are you so passionate about it? Oh, wow. Well, Basically, um, it all started exploring the five worlds, I'll say. I took on a passion for that. Um, exploring, you know, new adventures in my own cities, little, you know, hidden spots and all of that. And um, it, as it developed, I was just prone to daydream and just wonder about just possibilities of where I can go and, you know, what I can see and experience and it didn't stop there. So I just started going online when internet started being a thing <laughs> and it started way, um, you know, when I was uh, about 16 or so and I would go online and just, you know, create itineraries, you know, and they weren't itineraries I was going to go to specifically, but I would create them as if I were. And all I needed to do was click send. And um, it, I was so impressed by the amazing trips I produced with, you know, the little money. And um, just between the amount of deals and resources, I just thought that, you know, this is such a good thing. Like, there's something here that I have. And, like, why do not? Like, why do not more people do this <laughs> is what I thought, because it's like, OK, so this is what it costs to take a flight and to go on a hotel and to, you know, get into a tour to buy, get a rental car, you know, to whatever it is, everything that entails, you know, all of it, the city and the food and what have you, the culture. So I would research and do everything and prepare it. And, and I, I would just do it kind of with my eyes closed. <laughs> So, so many itineraries were done <laughs> when I was younger that um, I just became the go-to person for my family, for a trip and for friends to coordinate everything. And, and people would come into town. Once I left New York and moved to California at 21, I um, started coordinating the trips to people that would come visit me. And I just, I enjoyed doing that. And I was like, I need to expand on doing this instead of you know for leisure and um that's how it kind of all started 
That's pretty awesome. So what if what is your favorite place to visit? And what is your favorite place in New York? Like your go to spot? Like once you're there, you're like, I have to go see the spot, or I have to go eat there. What's that place for you? Okay. <laughs> I promise I'm not making this up. It's my country, um, the Dominican Republic. Um, it's definitely go without saying that that's the location I've been to the most. So I'm not sure if that has, you know, a lot to do with it, but biased. I grew up biased. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I may be biased, but I, you know, as, you know, you know, to be, to be fair, so I was 18, I went to New York, to the Dominican Republic once a year for the summer, you know, sometimes two, sometimes three months. So I spent a lot of time going to Dominican Republic. And after I turned 18, my mom and, you know, my parents basically, they didn't fund those trips anymore. And it was like, I was on my own. So I still personally chose to go back the many times you know, instead of venturing off to, you know, a whole new place. So I do think that it's, it's, it's an honest opinion that Dominican Republic is a great all kind of encompassing vacation spot that um, represents, I, I know, a lot of things. And it's just, um, I always come back there, come back from there, just a whole new person. <laughs> And um, I don't know, uh, to what's my go-to as soon as I go there to get a plate of food that is uh, called the Dominican flag or the tres golpes, depending on what time of day I get there. Because, you know, it's hard to get a certain type of food at time of day with the way that the culture is. Gotcha. So my favorite spot in New York... Um... Uh, it's a, it's a Italian restaurant. It looks almost like a hole in the wall, um, and it's it's called Fiat Cafe. Uh, it's on uh, it's on two hundred three Mott Street. I'll put it on the show notes. Uh, again, not sponsored, um, but they have like authentic like Italian food, and um, it's just like the last place in the world you'd expect to find like a nice meal. Like it's nice. It's a little elegant. It's inexpensive. And it's in the middle of like, you know, downtown Manhattan. I love it. Um, other than like my Dominican cake spots in Washington Heights um, <laughs> that I like miss so dearly. I feel like I would pay or bribe anybody to like overnight some to me. Um, yeah. But do you have a place like that in New York that, like, you have to visit when you're there? Um, okay. <laughs> yes. It's going to be Joe's Pizza. <laughs> Where is that? Um, well, it's, there's a few, but the one in New York um, City, it's um, right off of and Greenwich area, um, if you're familiar yeah, um, yeah. So just the Joe's Pizza there. <laughs> you okay. can't miss it. Is that um, mm -hmm. the place with the artichoke pizza? Yeah, they have um, they have that as well. Um, but my my favorite is just the typical uh, cheese slice. They just happen to have like a perfect recipe for it. Girl, you can't be giving us half names when you're giving us a place to go to. Let's look it up. Joe's Pizza, Greenwich. All right. 
Okay, so this is on uh, 7 Carmine Street, if it's the place that we're talking about. And this is not the place with the with the artichoke that I was referring to. Or maybe it is. Oh, I think you're talking about the location that's by the High Line, maybe. Mm. Actually, yeah. Anyway, we'll look it up. We'll find it, and uh, we'll make her. We'll make her spell it. The Greenwich Village, the Joe's Pizza, the Greenwich Village institution. That's um, that's how I know it. I'm pretty sure that's the. Oh, this one's off a bleaker. It looks good, but it's not. I guess it's not the one you're mentioning. Um, I guess my favorite pizza spot in New York. Uh, it was a place on Fordham Road in the Grand Concourse. Um, it was there, like, on the other side of uh, wherever Caldors used to be. Um, and, oh, my God, they had the best pizza. It's no longer run by, like, the same people, obviously. But Jesus Christ. Um, and, like, here it's so, like, hard to find a, a decent pie. Um, I think the, the, the tastiest we've gotten has been at, like, Grimaldi's, which is, like, a New York City-based kind of, uh, you know, chain um, but it's still not like a New York City pizza. It's good oven brick pizza, but it's not a New York pizza slice. Um, do you have like the same yeah. issues or something that you missed the most, like living out west? What is, it, is there something I miss? Food wise, most? sorry, I'm a fatty Food and I'm wise? a little hungry. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're fine. It is dinner time. Like it's <laughs> um, well, depending how late you eat, I'm, it's dinner time for me actually, but um. Not um, particularly one thing. I have a list. Okay, this is how it goes. I have this big list. It's very, very, very detailed and intricate. And when I go to New York, I always check it off. So I always miss all of those things, you know, whether it's like the shish kebabs, the Chinese food, the pizza, the, you know, um, the, the you know nuts for nuts or um, my habichuela con dulce from the lady on St. Nicholas at 181st Street and um, you know what have you but I don't know I don't I don't really miss too much I, I visit New York three times a year I mean I give a lot of love back to my city because gotcha. I can't live without it kind of but I kind of can't live in there either <laughs> Yeah, same. Um, we just got here two years ago and like I miss the idea of New York, but it's mainly like all for all the wrong reasons, like food and people. I'm like, people can come here and, yeah. and the food, like it's not really worth a five hour flight. Um, um, I mean, some of it might be, but, you know, whatever. I mean, my mom's home cooked meals are definitely worth seriously, it. Seriously, my mom's in Florida, so that's a different beast. Um, okay, yeah. Oh my but, gosh. Oh, I hope everybody over there is very well. Yeah. Um, I have some friends there um, and family. Hope they're all well. Yeah, there was Hurricane Ian just made its uh, way down uh, Florida, central Florida to be exact. Um, so hopefully everyone's okay. And um, nothing. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Uh, we hope you can come on when when our other guest hosts are here because I'm sure they're full of like interesting, fun questions that I can't think of right now. Uh, yes, yes. And um, so we'll keep you posted. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. We are on um, all the social media at LGBT Podcast <laughs> and. Um, all kinds of platforms you can find us. Um, I have a, 
fog brain. We got married yesterday and I'm still kind of like, well, we kind of did like a legal ceremony at home and, but it was like a lot of like running around and like, like we did something at home. So my brain is just like. You just pulled like a 48-hour shift. <laughs> I'm like, I can't think. But well, you guys know where to find us. You're technically spending our, your um, wedding night <laughs> or honeymoon, rather, overdoing this. Wow, you really do need a vacation. I actually did hear a couple of your podcasts recently. Oh, thank um, you. And uh, in, a, in the interview that you had with Keith that you mentioned that you need a vacation and you just uh, didn't know what day it was and whatnot. And yeah. <laughs> I got you, girl. That's what I'm here for. All right. Yeah, no, we, we got a big party plan next year. So we're, we're, we want to explore some of California. Um, so I'll talk to you a little more about that later on, privately. Uh, All right, sounds good. Have a good night. Get some food, girl. <laughs> do you? Before we go, do you have a, a favorite quote that you go with? Um, a motto, way of thinking that you like to share often? Yes. Um, the world is a book, and those who do not travel read only one page. Ah, I love it. I love it. It's by St. Augustine. I should definitely say that. St. <laughs> Augustine. If you guys haven't been to St. Augustine in Florida, please put it on your bucket list. Oh, my God. Wineries, um, museums, uh, all kinds wow. of like food, cobblestone streets. They have. It's actually one of the, the oldest sports in the U.S. Um, it's located down there. Um, the colonizers. When they came to the states, colonizers. Am I saying it right? Um, anyway, so they yeah, built, so. they built one of the, like they they're still kind of very intact, and it's one of the oldest ports in the U.S. and um, it's definitely worth um, worth the trip and the view. It's beautiful. It's two hours from Orlando, about an hour and a half from Daytona. If you guys are down there, um, go check it out. And uh, we look forward to getting more information from you and from uh, hearing from you again, uh, Noemi. Thank you so much again. Yeah, just go ahead and check me out at any of the platforms as well at Noemi Worldwide. You got it. We'll add it on the show notes so you guys can just uh, uh, click and, uh, and find her. All right, girl. Thanks again. <laughs> no problem. And bye. Bye. It's now time. Oh, that is not it. For this day. <laughs> There we go. Thanks for listening to the LGBT chat. Don't forget to subscribe. And remember, the grass is always greener where you water it. Till next time.